the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show in this Friday night edition. Coming up in a moment, we've got my favorite California congressional candidate, Cordy Lee Williams. I love alliteration, and I'm glad I got to use a little bit of it there. Listen, I told you, I know I told you on the last segment that we were going to keep Bob Walters over, but we decided not to because we're going to actually do a whole separate sec- a segment next week with Bob, separate from his educational segment, so you guys can know some California pending laws that are really, really frightening. And that deserves a little bit more time than we were going to be able to give it tonight. And we want to make sure that you all know um, what's pending and what you need to do about it. Because we're less about just yammering about the problems now. and We're more about getting active and trying to do something about it. 888-344-1170. Later on in the show, we've got a study that's come out about people saying, you're not really an adult at 18 anymore. Maybe it's more like 30. What's going on with our culture? What does it mean to you to be an adult? 888-344-1170. We've got some breaking news. There's a certain um, Congresswoman Pelosi who kind of got some bad news from the Catholic Church today. Got that to talk about as well as some some good news that was announced, believe it or not, by Planned Parenthood. So lots to talk about going forward in the Andrea K show but now we got to bring in a good friend of ours here on the show who's running for office speaking of getting active it's good friend of ours and yours in San Diego everybody knows him here it's Dr. Cordy Lee Williams hello Dr. Cordy what is going on AK how are you young lady (laughs) I'm good the real question is what is going on with you and your campaign out there for Congress well, we're all over the place. You know, this is a this is a statewide federal election. It's uh, Alex Padilla, who I call the King Charles Cavalier Spaniel of <laughs> New Salini, because he's been the uh, been the lapdog for years. He's done nothing for this state except except for uh, exploit it, take from it, um, all that. And we are we're running for this U.S. Senate race. We're running hard. Um, I'm the front runner for that second spot in the jungle primary on June seventh. And Andrea, we got to get these people. They say 30% of Californians get out in the primary. Mm-hmm. I want to see 55% get out on this election like they showed up in droves in Ohio a couple of weeks back. Well, yeah, and turnout was big in Georgia, too. And, you know, for all the Democrats yammering and saying that these uh, election integrity laws at certain uh, red states are about suppressing the vote. No, people are motivated. There's a report came out today that 80 percent of Americans are saying that the Biden economy is bad. I mean, there's I mean, who's it's, it's so bad. It's like, who's the 22 percent? Oh, that's got to be the billionaires. Right. Uh, that, d- that did well under covid. The rest of America knows exactly how bad it is. I think 
there was a poll out today that Hispanic voters uh, that the Biden Biden has the lowest um, polling numbers with the Hispanic community than any other community. This should be a red wave for the Republican Party going into um, these midterms. But when it comes to California, Cordy, you mentioned something. We have something here called the jungle primary, and I'm not even sure enough Republicans in the state of California know what that means. Before we get into some of the issues, tell everybody what the, how the jungle primary works and why it's so important that they, that they realize what that means so that they get out and vote. Well, you know, we just did a, a really awesome ad, uh, the one after we did with my five-year-old son, which everybody loved. We that talked was awesome. about the, uh, the fecal matter in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Uh, but but, but we, <laughs> we, just, uh, we just did an ad, and it talks about, you know, have you ever wondered why you don't get that favorite grassroots candidate that you saw early on in the election cycle, and you don't see him in November? And, and the punchline is, because you didn't know to turn out for the primary, right? And mm-hmm. so that's the first thing. But, you know, the jungle primary, it's the top two voter getters. So in other states, they might have a Republican primary where basically they weed through all the Republican candidates to find that one candidate to go up against the Democrat. Not in this state. We have to do it, you know, very backwards, so to speak. And what happens is out of all the candidates running for U.S. Senate, it's the top two voter getters, the people that get the top two highest percent mm-hmm. um, are going to be the ones to face off in the general. And uh, we really have a, a strong, uh, we have a strong idea that, that, that I will be that second, that second person on uh, June 7th or June 8th, hopefully the night of June 7th and we don't have to wait till June 8th or night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think they're still digging up boats for the uh, race in Pennsylvania. Who knows? Hopefully not. But right. So what the jungle primary means, if it's the top two vote getters, it could end up being two Democrats if we have too many Republicans that are splitting the vote. So we need to all get behind the most conservative candidate running for the seat. And it is Cordy Lee Williams. And I want you to tell everybody why, because you didn't get the you didn't get the support of the Republican Party. And I've been talking and don't don't want to waste time with you tonight on talking about what's going on with the Republican Party. But everybody knows that it's the establishment versus the MAGA and the true yep. conservatives going on right now. So tell everybody why you are the real conservative that they should support. Yeah, well, your state party is a bunch of rhinos. We all know that. And some people, my consultants tell me not to say that. I don't care because they are a spade to spade. And, um, you know, we're grassroots. We were endorsed 85 percent margin of victory by the California Republican Assembly. The only ethical one of the only ethical grassroots organizations. And really, I'll just say assemblies that represent American red, white, and blue MAGA values, along with the Tea Party Caucus of California, we're really excited because, you know, as we look at this campaign, you know, um, we're seeing every voter guide out there is, has overwhelming support towards Cordy Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got Craig Huey. We got a five-star rating on, on Craig Huey's uh, voter guide, uh, Jack Hibbs's, uh, uh voter guide as well, also backed us. Um, and then every voter guide out there that you see, uh, Freedom Revival, I mean, I could name countless, mm-hmm. countless um, voter guides that are putting me at the top because they know I'm not going to bend or shake. They know that I know that there was fraud in 2020. I'm not afraid to say the F word. Uh, I'm not a guy that's going to put in an election integrity lawsuit like my opponent and say there was no voter fraud mm-hmm. in 2020. And that's who the rhinos endorsed. The rhinos endorsed that guy. 
Right. And the rhinos are also too scared to be as vocal as you are about the cultural issues that we've got. You know, I just had my education contributor on the show. And every week it's what the schools are trying to do to our children out there trying to trans and they are trying to recruit them into transgenderism they're going behind parents back across this country and yeah you may be running for california but all the congress people vote on bills and things that affect everybody around this country and the war on the children in this country is absolutely despicable and it's demonic cordy lee talk about that issue well you know you're totally right it 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 is because it's straight out of the socialist marxist agenda playbook and Mm -hmm. you know again that's another that's another punchline that doesn't work or bode well on Fox News sometimes, but it's true. If you look at the naked communist and Cleon Skousen, sorry, there's a motorcycle going by. If, if you look at, at the naked communist and Cleon Skousen, it's very clear, even back to 1963, that those 45 points of communism, one of them was creating this division that we have using this propaganda machine to basically create a new generation of, of just numb sheep. And that's what they're trying to do with our kids. They're trying to teach our kids uh, to hate America, but they're also trying to teach them that there's, you know, different sexes and genders and, and all that. And bottom line, you know, it's not about race or gender. It's not about Biden or Trump. It's not about who you voted for in 2020 or red or blue. It's about our kids. Mm-hmm. And fundamentally, every person out there, Democrats included, everybody wants the freedom to raise their kids in love the way they see fit, not the way big government sees fit. And that's what we're running on. That's what this campaign's all about. One of the biggest issues, if not the biggest issue for my listeners tonight is what's going on with the Biden administration trying to hand our sovereignty over to the World Health Organization. Your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, everybody needs to take a deep breath. Is it bad? Yes, it is. Is it appalling and horrible? Yes, it is. But always remember that the president even if, even if um, some people call him Sleepy Joe, some people call him the cadaver, even if the guy <laughs> in the White House signs it into law, it still has to be ratified by the U.S. Senate. So that's why we need capable, skilled men that don't waffle, that don't go with the establishment, that aren't uh, you know, afraid of what they say or don't say on Fox News, but they're going to they're gonna line up with their constituents and they're going to protect our kids. And you guys can guarantee I will always do that. 365 days out of the year seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Well, there, it's um, what tends to happen and what's going on. There's, there is a divide in the Republican Party, and it's about the, the establishment. They are as much about big government, centralized system of power as the Democrats are. And what they like to do is they like to swallow up the, the America first, the MAGA people, just like they swallowed up the Tea Party people. So what are you going to do? Tell everybody how you're going to fight the establishment and fight to restore America and fight to be, to be MAGA when you go to D.C.? Well, the one thing I never hear, you know, going to organizations and groups all over the state. I mean, we're working 80 hour work weeks. We're grinding. I got an event tomorrow. Uh, got got an interview and radio show. I'll be on uh, uh, KUSI Sunday morning. I mean, we're, we're, we're grinding hard. We're pushing. We want to win this thing um, and we are going to win it. And, you know, as we go across the state, though, and and we talk to different people, you know, it's it's really disconcerting. Um, some of the things that we're seeing and, and, you know, some of it is 
Andrea, I'm sorry, I, I blipped. I blipped for one second. Can you give me that question one more time? Oh, I was just going to ask you about how, you know, what tends to happen is, you know, people run on, before it was called MAGA, people would run on con- a conservative yeah. platform, then they get to D.C., and the rhinos start swallowing them up, and, and then they start backing off, and, you know, they don't really... F- yeah, I got it. And, you know, and, and I know that, and, and MAGA is not about Republican. It's not about Democrat. It's about America, and that's how Trump was able to tear down that blue wall. We look at the economy going on right now. We look at the open border and we look at the cultural crisis we've got. And it's all about a road to to communism. And the Republican Party is kind of aided in abetting that. So I want you to talk about your commitment and what you're going to do to put America first when you get to D.C. Yeah, this is what I was going to say. It's been a long week, so I I apologize. No, no, no. What I was going to say is, is, you know, when the legislature fails us at a state or federal level, when the judiciary fails us and we can count, you know, if everybody counts examples over the last six years, five years or two years where that's happened, where we've literally only won 30 percent of these court cases. What do we do when the system fails us? Mm-hmm. And I look at the truckers. I look at Southwest Airlines. And what I say is we vote in a candidate like me that's been shoulder to shoulder with Californians all over this great state. And what have we done? We've done civil disobedience, not in violence, but the way Martin Luther King Jr. did it. We've, we've gone, we've done these rallies. There's so much political leverage and activism done with love the right way, and Martin, Martin Luther King Jr. exemplified it. So what do you do? You go into a district or an area like Dick Pan's or Shifty Shifts or whoever, and what do you do? You get 500, 1,000 people, which we have 20 to 40 groups up and down California that we can mobilize, and you say, if you guys don't want to pass or put forth red, white, and blue initiatives that help Californians, then we're going to get, we're going to get some of these great state senators and some of these U.S. congressmen and, and federal senators that will back and also be with us. And we're going to get 500 to 1,000 people to walk out of the busiest, most productive business, robust business in your district. You're going to lose votes. You're going to lose money. And they're going to stay out of work and they're going to stay off work until you decide to do something different. Those are the types of things that the mm-hmm. last two, two years has showed us that when we level up and lean in, we do rallies, we do protests, you see these mama bears coming out, mm-hmm. you, see, you see people starting different groups and getting creative. We have to continue to do that because this establishment push for globalism, this global push to take away our freedoms and own the United States and have all of us in a breadline is real. And it's it's a red and blue establishment product. The Republican establishment party is just as bad as the Democrat establishment party. And some people would say that's political suicide to say that. It's not because it's true. And everybody out there in California knows it. And that's why they're voting Cordy Williams on June 7th. You know what? I just got chill bumps, man, uh, because that is so dead on accurate. And what I love so much about what you're talking about is engaging your fellow citizens. Instead of it being an us versus them, people getting elected into office, then they go to D.C. and become the swamp. And then the rest of us are left out here floundering with no nobody backing us and nobody with us. It's about continuing this grassroots movement and really restoring it being a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And Cordy Lee, you're my man here. And my guest, Bob Walters, before me, my education contributor, told me on the phone during the break, he's like, I'm all for Cordy. Cordy's my guy. Everybody I know wow. is backing you, Cordy Lee Williams. And so, and I think wow. the Lord has his hand on your back too. And I think you're going to make it over wow. the finish line. Tell everybody how they can support you. 
Well, I'm trying to hold back the tears right now, Andrea Kay. So Aww. I'm trying to hold back the tears, and I mean that. That's not a punchline. You guys can go to Cordy4Senate.com, C-O-R-D-I-E, number4Senate.com. Um, if you can donate, we're doing a big push. We're all in. We're leveraging everything. Um, whatever you can give, the max is 5800 And I'm just going to tell you, we're going to dump it into some more emails. We're doing it. Everything that you can do to win a race, we're doing right now. We're not wasting money on things like, you know, some people like yard signs. Andrea, we're not doing it because if we can get 50,000 more votes or 10,000 more votes rather than paying for an $11 yard sign, then we're doing it. But if you want to get a bumper sticker for free, we got a bunch of them, and we'd be happy to mail it to your house. You can put it on your car, and that way we get uh, probably 200 people, 300 people a day to see instead of 10, right? So that's kind of our goal. Okay, so Cordy4Senate.com? Yes, ma'am. You got it. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Appreciate you so much. Well, well I appreciate you, beautiful. God bless you and Semper Fi. All right. Good. 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 Have a good night, Cordy Lee. You can tell he is just hustling, man. He is just grinding, and I love him so much. And I started to put him on the spot at the end and, and ask him if he's going to go ahead and come back again next week because I would love to have him on every week between now going into the primaries just a few weeks away. And uh, just appreciate him, that young man, so much. All right, stay tuned. We've got more Andrea K. Show coming up. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. I'm looking at the monitors. In the last segment, we had Cordy Lee Williams, who's running for Senate to replace uh, Alex Padilla, who replaced Kamala Harris. And I'm looking up at... Um, one of the, the commie news network, and they've got up there, voters go into the polls for midterm primaries as inflation, war, and social issues roil the, the country. How many of y'all actually out there are thinking about Ukraine and the Ukraine war before you go to vote as, as, as that being a voting issue for you? Because that's what they've got up there on the Chiron, the lower third of the TV screen, ain't jiving with the poll numbers and what's concerning me. When it comes to voting, is that is that a top issue for you guys? 888-344-1170. Uh, Skins, what's your number one issue? Oh, but the num- number one issue is is someone that's actually going to stand up and make sure that the president is 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 held accountable for for what he's doing and things like 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 the who every single congressman should be stepping up and saying this is not going to fly. Yeah. See, you're like me. We tend to think bigger picture. It's like you have to think bigger picture because uh, the issues going on right now in our country, particularly the economic issues right now, are a symbol of the problem. They're a symptom of the problem, right? It's kind of like uh, the uh, symptoms of monkeypox. By the way, that reminds me, before I get into the economic issues, we it, here's what's interesting. Before the show tonight, Skins and I were talking about this monkeypox story, and I'm like, you know what? I saw a picture on on the, one of the monitors of of um, a patient with it, and I said that looks a lot like a sexually transmitted t- disease to me. And I, you know, I'm not sure how this is spread. I don't know anything about this monkeypox. I'm like, but that's looking an awful lot like an STD. And we had a laugh about it. And then you found what? That same article that I was reading from uh, just a little bit earlier on uh, from the San Diego UT. You can check it out yourself. Uh, it says, let me see if I can find the actual, I was, I was reading the whole thing here. It's kind of lengthy. 
Uh, give me one second. Well, you've printed out a copy for me. Um, yeah, but, but, but basically, a lot of the pe- people that are being brought into some of these health clinics, some of them um, are being found that they've had, you know, gay sex, sex with, with other men, and that typically so far seems to be the commonality. Right. It says that this is according to Brit- Britain's Health Security Agency. Um, they reported 11 new monkeypox cases saying, quote, a notable proportion of the infections in the UK and Europe have been in young men with no history of travel to Africa who were gay, bisexual or had sex with men. So um, that tells me it's a sexually transmitted disease. Authorities in Spain and Portugal also said their cases were in young men who mostly had sex with other men and said those cases were picked up when the men turned up with lesions at sexual health clinics. And, and this is why it's important to, for the American people to know how this is spread. Why do I want to know that? Because one of the things that they did with COVID that was so egregious in order to seize control over us was to pretend that everybody had an equal chance of getting it and giving it. Therefore, everybody had to be shut down and the and hat tip to the san diego union tribune for putting this in there because nobody else i see is talking about how this is the spread. most specific article i've seen this is the most specific and we need specifics before the world health organization and in collusion with the with the commie globalist all around the world decide that on the basis of this uh monkeypox outbreak that we all have to be shut into our homes so um, which has e- economic implications from it. Look at what they did. Look at what happened to our economy. A five trillion dollar economy was shut down under the guise of COVID being that having the potential to kill 25 million Americans. Then we started printing money to pay people to stay at home and not work, which expanded the debt that we have, which is one of the reasons why we have inflation. We started having inflation um, a little bit. It would not be out of control like it is, but for the decisions that the Biden administration made the second they got into office, which um, literally day one, day one, which took a situation that we were rebounding from thanks to the Trump policies and then led us into what we now have is six dollars on average a gallon of gas around the country and no baby formula anywhere. Um, that's reportedly the Biden administration is has some baby formula on some air, some airplanes on its way to the U.S., um, but, you know, there's still babies being hospitalized. There's still reports of, of there's like one, uh, I don't have time to play the clip, but there was a, a, a woman today who was saying her child's going to suffer psych- psychologically, emotionally, and physically without the formula because her child is 10 years old and has a meta- metabolic issue and needs the formula. She has to constantly, every day, try to weigh the amount of protein and w- with the use of formula in order to manage her child's health. So there's lots of different reasons why this formula is needed out there. The solution is not just, hey, you lazy moms, breastfeed. Um, I do want to play this one clip, though, um, that has to do with gas prices. And uh, it's clip four. Hey, Michael, good morning to you. Gas prices, of course, are still going up. And experts say that's going to be the story for months to come. Let's take a look at the national average right now, four fifty nine a gallon. But take a look at where we were just a year ago, almost $3 flat at three oh four. Now, as those prices... Yeah, and it's going to get worse because the Biden administration knows what could solve this problem and they're choosing not to. It's a real easy solution. Yeah. Open up the Keystone Pipeline and start drilling. Real simple, right? Real simple. Um, And of course, the baby formula shortage was manufactured 
and by shutting down the Abbott, uh, Abbott plant and then taking what stocks that were available and giving it to illegals on the border. Um, in terms of expanding the debt, which only makes uh, inflation increase, the Senate approved $40 billion now to go to Ukraine. I opened this segment by asking, how many of y'all think that the, that the war in Ukraine, uh, of which CNN characterizes issues for the voters, voters have to go and vote in the primary with social issues, war and economic issues, as though we've got boots on the ground and we're actually fighting a war somewhere that ha- that where America in, in which America has an interest. That's not the we? case. We yeah, we have spent billions and billions and billions of dollars on a war in which we have no interest. And you can be sympathetic and feel really bad for the Ukrainian people for what's going on over there and still do not think that it makes sense for the United States of America to be involved. And we didn't need to be involved even on the in, in the area of sanctions. We certainly didn't need to be involved in giving them any money. And there's nobody with a military background or anybody because they did something at some military institution teaching a class going to convince me that right now that we have an interest in being over there, particularly given how corrupt Ukraine has been um, and, um, you know, in the corrupt government and how they aided and abetted the Biden vice president, uh, Biden, to uh, perpetrate their grift And Andrea, if we, even if we did have a small interest, we can't afford $40 billion. No. I did want to give a hat tip to, um, let me see if we've got the names. There was 11 Republicans, 11 senators who voted against the Ukraine aid bill. And even though we were talking to Cordy about the Republican establishment, got to give credit where credit's due. Um, because we need to be we need to be so say no to this stuff. Rand Paul, of course, Josh Hawley, some of the usual suspects, uh, Mike Braun from Indiana, Marsha Blackburn, John Boozman from Arkansas, Mike Crapo from Idaho, Bill Haggerty, Tennessee, Mike Lee, Utah, Cynthia Loomis, Wyoming, Roger Marshall, Kansas and Tommy Tuberville from Alabama. So um, and of course, they're trying to be characterized as, you know, they just, you know, just don't care nothing about those Ukrainian people. No, what we need to care about is Americans, America first, because let me tell y'all, we have been the world's greatest superpower. And that means we've provided the greatest amount of humanitarian support and military support for the world since our country began. And if the, and if the rest of the world wants to be on the take and be on the receiving end of all the goods and the great, uh, the, the money, the military support, the humanitarian, the philanthropic, um, the tourist dollars, everything that the American people and the American country and the American people have provided this world, they maybe need to get off the take and stop taking from us and demanding. Because if we go down, what's the rest of the world going to do? There's nobody. Right. And, and Democrat voters need to be thinking bigger picture, right? I mean, and this is what I was trying to say the other night. W- w- they are counting on people to be so so caught up in whatever tragedies we're experiencing as a nation. And it's real. It's real right now when you don't have baby formula to feed your baby. It is real when you can't p- fill your gas tank and don't know how you're going to be. What, what bills are you going to not pay? Because you can't afford right now the extra money to fill your gas tank. You're going to not pay the electric bill. You're going to not pay your rent. You've got to keep a roof over your head. We got Americans burying their family members all across this country because of we had 202 mass shootings in this country. We are suffering as a nation and they're counting on that. That's part of the Cloward Piven plan, which is to break the back of a nation so that they will just be so despondent and so desperate that they'll actually seek more government control over their lives. And And they want you crying to them for help. They want you crying to them for help. And instead, we've got to realize that help comes from from a restoration of America's foundations on which we were founded and and it was all and it was here 16 months ago 
16 months ago. What a completely different, and I mean a completely different country we are today than right. 16 months ago. Absolutely. Speaking of a different, uh, kind of a segue, we're going to talk about something different. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break, and I've actually got an interesting, what I think is interesting, a cultural question for you guys out there based upon a story that I saw today that was a survey that was done of Americans. What does it mean to be an adult? How? What is the definition of being an adult? Because there's a survey out there that says that just because you're 18 doesn't make you an adult. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. What does it mean to be an adult? There's an odd survey that came out today that I'm not sure if I agree with the definition of being an adult. What does it mean to you? 888-344-1170. Before we get into that, we're going to go to the phones because Katie's on the line. And she has a comment about this Ukraine spending that's going on. And she's got an, an idea of where it might actually be going, and it might not be Ukraine. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hi, Andrea. Oh, I am so ecstatic to meet you. I love your show. Thank I you. I am a tiny, blonde, conservative, middle-aged woman. We are like the hated, and I'm left-handed, you know. <laughs> it's just one of those things, like we are born in the wrong time era. I pray to wake up in Downton Abbey. But <laughs> Hey, Downton Abbey has a new movie out this weekend. I don't know if you're going to go yes. see Yeah. Uh, if I get out from work, I am so going. I just didn't buy pre-buy tickets. Um, but I just have a couple of things to say, and I don't ever want to offend anyone, but I know for a fact, it actually makes me laugh. My mother was, she's passed away now, but she was from Czechoslovakia, hmm. and we have relatives that live in the Ukraine, okay? So I laugh my head up, oh, we're giving them, what, $40 billion, whatever number they throw out, you know, delight of the day for taxes for the next several generations. No one in the Ukraine's getting that. Three months ago... Zelensky needed help. Like, he needed helicopters. He needed more missiles. He was running out of the the equipment that President Trump gave him that Joe Biden was taking credit for. We needed those MiGs to be sent from Germany to Poland for the spineless, you-know-whatless, gutless Europe. And money? Where are you sending him money? You don't even know where he is hiding in the, the woods of the Ukraine. I mean, oh, money now when half the banks are blown up or burned down? Thanks, buddy. He's not. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and Diaper Joe are taking all the money. <laughs> greedy never stops. <laughs> I know you might not be able to say it, but I snuck it in. <laughs> Di- diapers are expensive, Katie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I and thank you for, for being able to laugh about all this, especially since you got family over in Ukraine. But you know, we got to laugh or cry, right? I mean, and yeah, you're the only one who's Absolutely. thought, you know, well, I think when they first started rumbling and the Biden administration was first talking about, oh, you know, we got to, you know, do this for Ukraine or that for Ukraine. I, th- I was questioning then what the real motives were. Was this all about trying to, you know, get Ukraine bombed so the records about what went on with Joe Biden and his family got, you know, some
somehow destroyed. Um, but no, you know, you're the only person to think about. Maybe this is a way for the Biden for Biden to get just line his pockets. Right. And it's not far fetched to yeah. think that because that's what he did his entire time as vice president was fly his family around and get him get him all these kind of deals to line the pockets. And he knows his time is numbered, Katie. I don't think he's going to be in office much longer. What do you think? I think not myself, but I mean, it's kind of scary to have Kamala as a, even a thought. Mm. But um, I, if I can, I also wanted to say um, a lot of people don't realize uh, the whole Ukraine with the Burisma oil. That was Putin's puppet. I think his name was something like Markov or Markinsky. It was not. It was not this current president. It wasn't Zelensky. I, I keep trying to tell people like use the other half of your brain and put it together the left <laughs> and the right like let's get a couple wires going back and forth there if you have no neurons it's not that hard <laughs> to look you know and i tell my i tell stupid little liberal kids uh in this day i'm like well you kids are the google kings and queens google it i'm like i can't like sure that it's going to be accurate but, I <laughs> but it's, it's a little disconcerting to me that for 25 years, we have coddled and nurtured a people that are wild savages, as told to us by God in the Old Testament, in the Middle East, the Muslims. I know there's a few nice ones. Blanket statement, though, stereotypes sometimes exist. There are wild people. They fight against each other. Look at what they're doing to Afghanistan. They can't even get along with themselves. And we've coddled them, nurtured them, spoon-fed them, put them in our colleges and kicked our kids out to go change oil at Oil Lube, where there's nothing wrong with that. But these people that are undeserving, and I don't care if I kiss off a few people, that we have spoiled them to no end and made monsters out of them. Now we have real refugees, not fake refugees. We have real ones from the Ukraine, and we make them wait. And more than half of these people speak English. They're civilized. They come from a Judeo-Christian nation, and it just bothers me. And I don't want to ever, like, I hope I don't sound defensive, but everybody, including us, a lot of Americans and conservatives, have a meh attitude. I understand you're burnt out. But you have helped the wrong people, and you're burnt out because you made bad decisions with rhino presidents 22 years ago. So yeah, Katie, I got it. Yeah, you know what, Katie, I, I hate to cut you off, but we're we are up against a break, and you're bringing some interesting points in here, particularly about the border, right? Because in refugees, and I think, yeah, at a time in which the Ukrainian people might need to be coming to the United States, we've got an open border that's just completely overrun thanks to the Biden administration, and so we we just can't afford. We're uh, literally have been overrun for years and years and years of bringing people into this country, and we get and we can only sustain so much because when we bring refugees here they can't support themselves and so then it, it does become a burden on the taxpayers and so um, it's a real problem and so I uh, thank you for calling in though and making me laugh I appreciate you <laughs> you're welcome and I'm a nurse that lives at the border so I do understand yep. but there's a difference between taking in people to help themselves and taking in people that want to be spoon fed that's right and that's life. why we need to get back to more merit based uh, immigration. Yes. Thank you for calling, Katie. Appreciate that. All right. Um, taking a skinny, tiny little break. When we come back, we got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And I, maybe I guess I'll just save my what it means to be an adult for next week. All right. Come on back. More Andrea K. Show on its way. AK, dynamite in a dress. 
or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I have a few nominees for Hero of the Week this week, which is rare for me. Y'all know I rarely have, a, you know, usually skins in our scratch in our heads on uh, nominees for Hero of the Week. Um, do you have one? Actually, you know what? I was pretty pumped up about the uh, last interview we just did with uh, Cordy Lee. I'm going to I'm going to say Cordy Lee is a definite nominee. Absolutely he is. Um I'm going to say a nominee for here of the week is this Sam- <laughs> this San Francisco bishop who banned Nancy Pelosi from com- from taking communion at the Catholic church. Well, it's about dang time, bishop. I thought oh, he was the bishop. Right? Exactly. He said that uh, because the uh, great, it's uh, Archbishop Salvatore. Oh, I love these Italian names. Salvatore Cordelione of San Francisco. He announced Friday afternoon House Speaker Nancy Pelosi would be denied the sacrament of the Catholic Mass, known as Holy Communion. Uh, he said the reason for the denial is Pelosi's support for abortion. Quote the grave evil she is perpetrating. He Cordelione also wrote that he has made numerous attempts to speak with Speaker Pelosi. To help her understand the danger to her soul that she is risking, and she is not, uh, she has not responded to him, and so she is not uh, to be admitted to Holy Communion. And um, the same should be done for Joe Biden, right? Um, you know, he likes to go around and talk about how he's a proud Catholic. Look, the, one of the reasons why this is a big story is because there's a movement uh, to, and you, you can even see videos of different church quote leaders actually saying that abortion is something that God would support. And so we're, we're, we're seeing the church has been corrupted for a long time in a variety of different ways. And now it's gone so bad as, uh, to where actually we have different denominations and, and pastors or preachers or whatever in different denominations actually trying to, to, uh, it, it, it's gone from Jesus would be a socialist to now God supports killing the unborn. And it's just that's complete blasphemy. Um, here's good news, though. Uh, I'm not going to nominate Planned Parenthood for to be hero of the week, but they did announce some good news this week. They are closing five abortion centers in Indiana, Idaho and Alaska. And so um, this in in. Um, the news follows a new report the other day indicating the billion-dollar abortion chain plans to close five facilities in Vermont and New Hampshire on June 12th uh, with the expectation that this is coming from uh, Life News, uh, that with the expectation the Supreme Court will overturn Roe next month, the nation's largest abortion company is reevaluating its abortion center locations. This is a win for life. It may not be 100% win, but the tide is turning in our direction, and that's why there's such a such an onslaught against uh, Christians and and trying to even uh, they had somebody at an, at a hearing on abortion the other day actually say that uh, that to overturn Roe v. Wade is racist. You know, any it, they're trying to make anything they can racist because they're just losing the, this this technology has um, overturned their ability to lie to American women and the American people that it's just a clump of cells. And, it, and, and, and so this is good news for us. You know, another hero of the, of the week, uh, I give him credit where credit is due. He answered the hard questions. We had him on, uh, Congressman Andy Biggs. Yes, that's true. Um, another nominee for Hero of the Week is a federal judge who blocked Biden's uh, administration from ending Title 42, uh, border expulsions. 
So that's a win for this country as well. Uh, we still have an open border. The Democrats are trying to lie and say it's never been open. That, you know, Mayorka said recently that, um, you know, it's Congress's fault, trying to blame everybody, trying to lie about it. Um, but the, the American people are hip to the truth. And as we see the um, grave situation economically in the Ameri- and, and how it's how that's being reflected, how all the tough times that everybody's experiencing, how that's reflected in the polls, as well as the movement towards life. The Democrats are going to get increasingly more desperate as we go forward. They uh, will towards, do anything. They will do anything. And so I think a nominee for Stink of the Week has to be um, the Biden administration uh, with the push to hand over our sovereignty. I was say the same thing. To, yeah. Everything about that is the stink. Everything from the fact that this was done without the American people knowing about it. Um, to the I would fa- say any congressman that stands up and says it's no big deal. Right. I mean, every aspect of this story is um, it cannot be overstated as potentially devastating for the United States of America. It is the it's a nail in the coffin. Is it the final nail in a coffin? Does it does it would it nail the lid shut permanently? Hard to see. Um, but it, it, it's definitely getting getting the coffin lid towards being closed permanently because once something like our health has been trained our health and in the ability for the united states of america to make this make its own decisions on our public health gets handed over to an outside body that's not even a government we then we have no sovereignty for anything else then the rest of it is just theater well and somebody was saying i don't remember who but uh, concerns on health can be all subjective. It could be mental health. It doesn't have to be a disease. Right. So basically, because you think of all the different ways in which COVID affected the, the government reaction to COVID affected every aspect of our life. Right. And then it just gets then it just gets expanded. And once and once one aspect of our country is handed over to a new world globalist arena, then everything else is is, is sure to follow, because then what's our government going to do? What, what can Congress do if the World Health Organization has the ability to shut down a $5 trillion economy and force us all into our homes like, like happened in Shanghai or happened in Australia? What's Congress supposed to be able to do for us? What's the President of the United States supposed to be able to do for us? What are the three branches of government for the United States of America going to do at that point for us? The only thing we have to do is hope that, they, that you know... Uh, Say no, and then the, the, as far as I know, the World Health Organization and no other body has a military force it, to to force us to comply. But given the fact that the American people complied like they did the last time, I can't put my confidence in the in the American citizens standing up for them for themselves, particularly since we have a military that has already been corrupted. We have sheriff's departments and police departments all across this country that were willing to drag people out of grocery stores and willing to force people into their homes and willing to do whatever, you know, um, give to, you know, whatever the, the police did, give citations. We, we cannot afford to take the, to have any aspect of our, of, of our sovereignty handed over. And I have to give the OG of that, George W. Bush, my my overall stink of the week because we wouldn't be here now had it not been for him doing that and giving and signing on to the regulations for health being in any way dictated to us by the World Health Organization. Everything we're experiencing right now goes back to both parties, the Republican and the Democrats, 
colluding along the way to, to denigrate the U.S. Constitution and our sovereignty and our three branches of government. But we can take it back with people like Cordy Lee Williams, with people like us fighting every day for our freedoms. And we're going to keep fighting every night of the week here, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thanks to the listeners, callers. We'll see you on Monday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.